good evening. I don't know why I was about to say afternoon. Y'all forgive me. I really, I'm going to just stop even saying I'm going to get my life in order. It's going to happen one day, but it's clearly not today. And that's all right. Y'all going to be along this journey to help me get there one of these days. Um, so welcome. Welcome back or welcome to the B-Mix show right here on BeExposedRadio.com. Thank you very much for tuning in uh, with me either another week or if it's your first week, again, welcome. Um, but let's just get right into it. We're not even about to, you know, hold y'all along. We're going to jump right into this thing because I'm very excited to have some of my queens right back. Um, we were going to also have um, the third panelist that was there with us last week, but Truth be told, y'all know we transparent here. Why? Because the B-Mix is for the unseen, the unheard, the forgotten, uh, whether it's the forgotten part of you or the misfit, the person that just does not belong. And it's totally okay. Why? Because that's me too. So come on in. Um, but we ain't about to keep nothing from y'all. Sister girl, I wanted to go get her hair done. I don't even want her to feel bad about it. Baby, get your hair done. It's okay because I am not. <laughs> okay? This kitchen is rough <laughs> up in here. You hear me? And I ain't talking about the one I cook in. Amen. Because I just got back to cooking anyway. All of that being said, <laughs> um, please help me welcome back two of my panelists from last week, Miss Jasmine and Miss Shola. Thank you very much, ladies. You're welcome. No problem. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I know you like it. That's all I. Okay, because everybody, everybody's done. Why did you like that? Oh, never mind. <laughs> that's the Mace version. I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I, that's all I know, actually. I was just talking about Mace earlier. That's that's my tangent. I absolutely love Mace. I mean, love. I did too. You know, okay? Like, yeah. that's, that was the realest one for me, but don't let me get into all of that. Y'all, so listen, truthfully, I asked y'all back. Now, last week, yes, I had like some guiding questions. I had some things that I at least wanted to make sure that we kind of talked on. Um, but this week, truthfully, and all of you tuning in and listening and for each of you that will, you know, maybe catch the, the retake of the show, um, that this week, I was just so excited to bring you all back on because I feel like, of course, there's so much we can say. We can have a dialogue like we had last week every day and still feel like there's more to say. So I know if y'all hear some booming, they back to doing firecrackers, y'all. So <laughs> and I can't even complain because when I when everybody was complaining about it, I was the one like, just let them have fun. It's fine. So I, I can't that post. <laughs> that's, that's my big. Um, but I still feel that way. But right now I'm like, now come on, I'm enjoying my show. Come on, dang. Um, and then I can't get up to like look or say anything because truthfully, I went pantsless today. So <laughs> I said I wasn't going to say that, but I got to be big. Um, but aside from that, I just have to plug in here that I am wearing. <laughs> Y'all see it. It says Black Creative. I am actually wearing one of the fine products of the Jay Sheree line. Miss Jasmine, would you like to tell us about it? Like, come on. Sure. I'm pulling you up here. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, I went through a journey of self-love, self-growth, self-reflection, self-empowerment. I call it my journey of self in short. And I really wanted to tap into things about me that I hadn't tapped into in a long time. And I actually am a creative. Um, when I was a kid, even before high school, I was always into arts and crafts and da-da-da-da-da. 
literally up until like eighth grade. Like I had a whole craft section in my basement. Like it was deep. Wow. Like I used to paint. I used to, I mean, not paint. I'm sorry. The painting is actually new. Ooh. I used to draw. I used to sew. I used to crochet. I used to decorate my clothes. Like, okay. and so like after a certain age, when I, I say once I became more social okay. and I started having like more friends and I just actually didn't make any friends that did anything like that. I just kind of like went with the flow and did what they did. But after I lost my job last summer, I think I told you, no, I didn't tell y'all about that, but I was working for a company called Maryland Health Connection and I got laid off like abruptly, like July, June happened and they were like, um, we're just continuing this program in 30 days. Right. So I was like, I need to figure out something to do. And at this place in my life, I feel like I want to tap back more into being creative. Okay. Because I felt like I wasn't being as fulfilled anymore. And it's like, I have a degree in sociology and anthropology, but I enjoy helping people, but I want to do it under a different avenue. So like, I'm always working at at human services jobs. You know, I used to work at social services for four years Mm -hmm. and that literally um, sucked me dry because it was like, um it literally was like working in a in a jail or it, I felt like an inmate like literally when I left when I told my co-workers I was leaving I felt like I was getting released from, from prison every single co-worker was like I'm so happy you getting out while you young <laughs> like you got your whole life ahead of you and so my next few jobs I didn't stay there as long as I stayed in social services which was four years that's the longest I ever been at any job Normally, a year and a half is the max. And I'm like, I'm big on getting to a job, taking the skills that you need to get from it, and moving on to something better. And so after I stopped being an art teacher, I just felt like I really wanted to do more in the creative realm. And I also had already started the t-shirts. I started the t-shirts last summer. Okay. And when I got the job, I got the job as being an art teacher so quickly that I didn't finish it. I was only unemployed for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and when they hired me, they was like, can you start on Monday? So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So and I was, I was a contractual art teacher though. Okay. So, cause you know, Baltimore city has a very low budget for the art programs, which is, is sad because in actuality, art makes you smarter. <laughs> Come on with the rhyming words. <laughs> And so it makes you use a part of the brain that you don't normally use. And it even makes you better in the other areas as far as reading and, and, and math and things like that. And so it's really an important um, outlet more so than anything. And so I meet so many people. It's so funny. Before we recorded, you said uh, about the black, about um, people saying they don't know how to draw. But the thing is, you don't have to know how to draw to be good at art you don't have to know how to draw or to feel the healing and the release from the art that you get from doing it and so so many people I think especially within the black community just like oh I don't know how to do that I'm not gonna do it you know what I mean and so I think we go into it with the wrong mindset that it has to look like something it has to be good and things like that when there's so much more that you get from it and so either way, started the t-shirt line. I Googled how to make start a business within 30 days because I decided I was done with these jobs having so much power and control over my life. 
So mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I know when I got a job, I put in 110% and I never felt like I was even appreciated for none of it. So I'm like, why don't I give it 150% on my own shit? So literally, I eat, sleep, and breathe Jay Sheree Tease, and I eat, sleep, and breathe my paintings. And I'm proud. I just started. Um, I really dove into it when I stopped teaching in January. And I've already sold, I think, 50 shirts. I've sold like 11 paintings. So I'm like, I'm doing it. This is one of them. So so that's perfect. That's a this is a perfect plug for right here. So we have a comment from Imani Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this because this is amazing. And I was planning to get to this later, but what better time than right now to plug in to say happy black business month? Okay. To all young black entrepreneurs, we need and support you. Amen. Drop mic. That's it. What else is there to say? Mm-hmm. That's all. So for for the for your whole spiel that you just gave, thank you. Like that's exactly oh. it. And just while I'm while I'm jumping in right here, um, please always um know to all our tuner inners <laughs> um that uh you can always call or text our call in line at 443-642-9403. Again, that's 443 642-9403. Um, so I, I told y'all if y'all hit a bang and I don't know if y'all can or not. Again, that's not nobody just popping off in the back of my house. That's somebody actually, um, you know, getting back to the firework thing. Amen. Um, you know, we got to go out, finish the summer out with a bang, I suppose. So that first bang got me while I was getting my notes together. I jumped out of my little skin bones. I ain't gonna lie. Um, <laughs> but, but getting us back right. Back right. So, okay. So you were also saying before we went live, um, Jasmine, that you got some changes, got some things going I'm on. Nikki Moore said, period. Yes, period. <laughs> so, I mean, period. <laughs> so I got accessories. I'm launching accessories tomorrow. I got sunglasses, personality glasses, um, I scarves, like two scarves, but they're like, you could wear like a head wrap scarf like oh, you got right now. Oh. And um, necklaces, like chain necklaces, okay. bracelets, Yay, bracelets. I love bracelets, earrings, and one crossbody, just one. Okay, and, and baby, that's okay. You start with that's a lot that you are making with. Let me see your hands. Let me see these hands that made it all happen right there. Started right there. Get it. Shut the show off. We're done. Thank y'all because Jasmine gets one. And I'm changing the name of the website. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> also, I have downsized drastically on t shirts. Um. Uh, I received some feedback that some people felt overwhelmed because it was a lot. So now I am only going to do between, it's like 20, up to 20 shirts. And it might be a little bit less than that because I'm still doing some edits like as soon as we've done this. But downsized on the t-shirts. But with the downsize, I am going to be changing t-shirts every three months. Okay. So, oh, okay, that's a good move. If you see a shirt you want, make sure you get it within the thirty day mark, cause then it's gone. All right, cool. I mean within the uh, ninety what ninety day mark. Yeah. And the name of the new website is divinefemininityboutique.com. Oh my goodness, give us that name again, please. Divine oh, femininity. 
Boutique.com. Period. Divine Femininity Boutique. Doesn't that make you feel? Like you just got you just got to. Don't make me have too much fun today. I can't say it. I want that on the website. I just want this. That's it. Like as soon as you click on it. <laughs> trouble, stop. <laughs> um so so okay so do do y'all okay let's ask this do y'all recall any of the experiences or any part of the conversation that we had last week yep and either with with it was something that you shared or that someone else shared anything i'm curious i mean yes curious, but okay so shola yeah What's oh. something that you remember? <laughs> okay, oh, today, okay, Miss Richardson. Um, <laughs> since I raised my hand, um, I do remember we were definitely delved into the not feeling the protection from mm-hmm. black from men, mm-hmm. specifically men in our own community. Personally, um, I do remember. I definitely like remembered me connecting with I mean I connected with all everyone mm-hmm. but I remember having that connection with Drea as far as like the military okay. because it was different to hear it from like the inside versus me on the outside looking in because I was married too I wasn't in it so that was that was different to be like oh, okay so all the women y'all don't care about like not just because I was a wife like no y'all don't even care about your own women it was so that that was a big takeaway for me. Okay. Okay. No, that that's that's powerful actually because as 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 we are, you know, sisters and that we've talked so much and I know a feeling like it's it's really hitting now actually. Um because I didn't even make that connection last week to be very honest. So I know that we talked a lot during um just just your experiences and feeling like, you know, right there like, oh wow, it's because you're a wife. Like, wow, that's so sick that they don't care, you know, whoever they are, they don't care about, you know, the wives, like the military wives. Like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. And now for you to make that connection, you know, based off of your personal experience to say like, wow. <laughs> like it, it's it, it's it's sickening because as a woman we we oftentimes feel this this two-way feeling this two-way street of you know okay that makes me feel a little better because I mean truth be told you know misery does love company even though you don't really want anybody else to be miserable with you mm-hmm. but you're like oh god I'm not by myself but then it's like now I'm sick like wow just like I say so much like I hate that as I, and I, I try to stay away from the word hate, but I do, I hate, I actually loathe the fact that, you know, it's something that I might've gone through a, a terrible experience and trauma. And then I share it and, you know, other women or other people in general, are just like, oh yeah, me too, child, yeah, girl. Oh. It's like, oh my God, I'm so, and then I'm like, I'm so sorry that this happens like, I'm so sorry that my experience that I'm talking about is traumatic for me. You also had, I am. So sorry. So it is it, to make that connection that, like you said, all women, like just if you somehow, some shape or form, if you connected to military, it's like, yeah, nope. Protection for you is not a thing, even though this is what you're here to do. I guess it's to be the ultimate protect and serve, like for the country, not just, you know, not just, I'd say just. You're there to protect and serve the country, but who's right. protecting and serving you? Come on. 
Like, that sound like a woman, yeah. a black woman. It, that is that is the black woman. That, that is, is the black woman. woman. And it's crazy when you said that because it's like so many times when we go through experiences, we feel so alone and mm-hmm. so like no one else has been through this. No one else can feel what I feel. And then when you hear someone else's story, you give them the sympathy that you wish someone was, or empathy that you wish someone was giving you when you were in that moment. That's and then you feel bad that someone else, because always for me, when I hear someone else going through something, it's like, wow, like, how did you survive it? And it's like, bro, you went through it too. How did you survive it? Like, it, but it's like, yeah, I can deal with it. I can, I can take on the world. You can shoot me 50 times and I'm going to keep coming back. But somebody gave you a paper cut? Right. Like, oh my God. Right. This yeah. is the beauty of a black woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? How about that? That's, oof, we could stay there for, for a very long time, actually. Um, because again, that it, it speaks to then the, it is again, that two-way street of, you know, how unprotected we are. It, it probably is running parallel to the same amount of, you know, if we are able to, I don't know, quantify how, you know, quantify our, the strength of the woman and the, especially the strength of the black woman. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it runs parallel of how unprotected we are, which is an infinite amount that we, I, I hate to say we probably will forever feel because even if we ever get to the point, you know, and it's something like returning to, cause I know there's a post that I, I think I reposted it actually recently. I don't know if I posted it originally last year or something, but I said, you know, black men, can we please get back to protecting the black woman, please? Like, I think it's just the whole community. Because obviously, like, right? Because yeah. what you just said, like, it, it resonated with me as a, like, even as a girl growing up, I remember hearing so much of like, oh, we didn't have to do for you because you could take care of yourself, mm. but we had to do for your brothers mm. or whatever. We had to do, cause you know, you're independent, you're strong, right. you can handle it, mm. you can take it. But, mm. but it's like, no, but who you told you that? Have to. Should why have should to. I have to? Yes, why should I? Should not have to. And then, and and, piggy- and, oh, no, no, please. To big piggyback off of that, I think that the icing on the cake about the whole thing is, is that, Nobody hears our cries. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they're quick to judge us because of how we respond or how we react. They call us, you know, bitter or whatever. I've been called damaged goods before by somebody that I used to talk to a while ago. But it's like the audacity is that we, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I said that we place so much care on certain things. Um, that we shouldn't place so much care on and don't place enough care on other things because especially in the the male or the heterosexual relationship dynamic, I feel like men suck us dry. You know what I mean? Like they want, they expect, not even so much that they want, they expect so much from us. And then when we put our foot down and get to a point of, um, no, I think I've done enough or that's enough or like, um, you accept, you expect them to be there for you the same way that you were there for them, like Shola was saying, and they don't show up. So they just like literally leave you there. And then it's only about so many times that a person could go through the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over again and not feel some type of resentment, anger, frustration, whatever. Because at this point, most of us have been dating since we were maybe teenagers. 
We probably might have had our first heartbreak in high school and not taking anything from men who also experience heartbreak, but they expect us to uh, comfort them and soothe their concerns, but they don't do the same for us. Hmm. And so it's like, okay, you know, I've been through some shit, but are you acting like, you know, I've been through some shit? Mm -hmm. Because now, of course, that trauma is still here and you're making me relive it. Because if you're doing things that I've already experienced and then they love to say, I'm not like everybody else. Like, that's like, I feel like I tell one of my best friends, it's a handbook that like men got like three quotes and like that they think make, make you feel like that what they saying is real. Like, I'm not like other niggas. I'm not like most men. I'm different. And then you be like, no. <laughs> I've, I've actually said I believe that they go like when I was in the midst of like you know a heartbreak or something it's like yo is it a school that they go to because I'll be talking about it and I'll be like girl he did not say that girl let me tell you what he said to me uh oh now right but I don't even want to and I'm, I'm gonna get to some comments um but I know that as we talk a lot of, you know, men and you know especially the black man right that has you know done us a lot of hurt and, and harm and, you know, caused a lot of trauma for us that it is so, the, the sickening part to me is that it is so broad. It's so much more broad than that. Like it is us hurting us, right? Yeah. It is so much of us hurting us. So um, we yeah. have, uh, okay. So Nikki Moore says, let's, <laughs> let's for real talk about it. I'm with it. Okay. Period. Um, thank you. So, and so, and then Imani Nicole says, and that we have to always be strong after an experience that makes us weak. Right. So that, mm -hmm. that that's a good point. Um, mm -hmm. and then we, but yet we're expected to act like we will be okay. And it isn't okay. Um, and then uh, y'all for real, we already getting <laughs> Nikki Moore says we already getting um requests that we have a part three, so we get yeah. we can talk about that because <laughs> I ain't trying to keep taking y'all nights, but I'm here for it, right? But um, like for real though, like it you know, it is um, thank you again for those comments thus far, and it is it is such a heartbreaking thing to truly sit and think about. Um, it, it is. It is a a long, a long fight that's behind us, but also a long fight ahead of us. Like, again, because it includes the trauma and the hurt that we talk about and that we deal with to this till this day is is wrapped up from so many different people, again, from ourselves, you know, other women, other black women, other women in general, you know, society, you know, the economy, the, the oh my God, the, the government, the, you know, our ancestors, our own mothers, our own fathers, our own families. Um, I know to some older women, you know, that have issues from their children, you know, that they're hurt by their children. I mean, from their significant others, husbands, you know, wives, you know, companions I mean everybody um so you know it's just now another plug because <laughs> Nikki Moore also said let me tell a story so if that's the case please 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 by all means feel free to call in at 443-642-9403 again 443-642-9403 we are definitely open to hear your story because we all in this thing together, whether we, you know, say it and remind um, each other of that every day or not, 
we're in this thing together because there's not a day that goes by that at the at the very least i i honestly i like or love something like on social media right with so much like behind it like so much behind it that it's like you know go girl like i mean you know i mean that or even it's like girl oh she calling Wait a minute. I'm pausing because I'm trying trying to make sure I don't. Hello. Do I answer? Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Hello. Radio. I finally got through and I can really hear you and talk radio. to you. So do we want, so we had three phases. Do we want to start with the daddy phase? Do we want to start with the boyfriend husband phase? Or do we want to start with the son phase? Y'all pick. That's yeah. right. We got time today. We got time. Let's start with the daddy phase. Let's start at the bottom and work our way to the top. Period. So I don't know if y'all are giving y'all feedback. I walked away from my camera because I didn't want to give you feedback, so I can't really hear what's going on. No, you sound perfectly. Okay, so let's start with the daddy phase. First of all, I think with us young black girls, Am I am I allowed to talk right now? Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I think with um us young black girls and young black women, we are almost like prosecuted for having daddy issues in the daddies when the daddies should actually be the ones that's prosecuted. Like, why are we the ones who say that all you all you girls with um daddy issues? Well, I mean, yeah, I got a fucking daddy issue, but why are we not talking about the daddy that gave me the issue? Mm. First of all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could go either way for me. I do have some slight daddy issues because I think um, I can't really speak as what a dad would act would actually think, but I think a lot of dads have one main issue that's fucking our community up and that issue is well let me just wait till my kids get older and I'll fix it I think that's the number one mm-hmm. issue that black men yeah. think well let me just wait till my kids get older and we'll fix it and that is the worst thing that you could possibly do the worst thing yes yes it is thank you for that we we have to we have to call it out we we have that's the only it's not to bring drama i mean in, in any aspect in life in order to clear things out to purge to purify to release we have to do just that to release exactly what it is we have to call out the issues that you know that are that exist so thank that is a very very good when you said that you have the the boyfriend issue let's keep going i'm, I'm the boyfriend the baby daddy issue the husband issue the sun issue. All three are continuing the same fucking cycle. I'm I'm sorry, I can't cut the show. Okay, all three have the same cycle of let me just wait till my child is older and we'll fix things. And in no respect of each generation of me, myself, my child mm-hmm. has ever gotten better with things being let me wait until I can fix it until it's uh, a later day when they can get older. They can come to me, but it's like. Why would your child? Why would your child be sixteen and you haven't been there at six, at seven, at eight? 
and then decide, well, I'm 16 now. I'm grown up. I can travel by myself. I can get on the bus. I can get in the car. I can do whatever. And now, all of a sudden, I just feel like I want to have a relationship with you. Why Why would any person do that? Why would a child do that? But you, in your heart, you as a person that you probably had that same issues, meaning the male that it's coming from probably had the same issues. And you yourself never, as a child, felt like, well... Let me put this input into my father. So why do you think your child will put it and put it into you? That's just like the main thing that I have with men in our community as fathers. You need to be present. Like I think a lot of fathers and it could be like, well, it could be a birthday, an eighth birthday. Well, I can't buy the bike that they like, so I'm not going to come. But a lot of times it's just about you being there. It doesn't matter. If you have money, it doesn't matter if you have a bike. It doesn't matter if you have a present. Like, oh, yeah, it's like my father is here. And that's what's most important. And that's not what's fed in our community. It's not fed into our young men to be husbands, mm. to be men. It's not fed into our husbands to do that. And a lot of times I have seen myself in a position and I will take responsibility and I will make a commitment to fix it. You know, to put into your child, to put into your son, this is this is what you are set here to do, to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to do as mothers, as girlfriends, as wives. And it, and if you're a girlfriend and you know your 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 boyfriend hasn't seen a child in a year, why are you with him? Because when you have a child, he's gonna do the same thing to yours. Why are you with him? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could go on and on, but um, if y'all want to pick, if y'all want to pick a specific topic, and if you want to get an older, I won't say older, but I wouldn't say wiser. I would just say a a little older perspective of somebody that been yeah, through it and been there. More experience. I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Yeah. Season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. And trust me, I'll take you up on that offer. Coming soon. Thank you so much. For- <laughs> I, I love you guys. I love what you're doing. I love appreciate you what you're doing we for you. our young women. I see my daughter listening to what you guys are saying and picking up. And I appreciate you guys. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Uh, promoting the black community, promoting blackness and awareness of who we are and who we are put here to be. I appreciate it. I love you for it. I wish you guys all the best with your business. Um, if there's anything I can do, I'm here. I love you guys. I'm going to let you go. And I'll I'll talk to y'all later. Thank you. So Bye. Thank you. Share the show. Share out. Thank you. I wanted to so, make a comment on what That's she's still listening. So please, go ahead. One of the things that um, that she said that I wanted to touch on was about, you know, men saying that they'll fix things when the children get older. And I think I absolutely agree with her on that being like a tragic thing to happen to anybody, because the thing is, is that people forget that we base out of our we operate based off of our childhood experiences. So when you come from a broken childhood, you grow up to be a broken adult. Mm -hmm. You are constantly reminded of those traumas that you experienced as a child and how it made you feel and trying to prevent yourself from feeling that way again. And so not to say that you necessarily operate in a 
in a correct manner, mm-hmm. but exactly. you really do your children a disservice because you are already causing them their first bit of heartbreak in That's a situation true. where all you had to do was show up. That's it. All you had to do was show up. Present that? over presence. Amen. <laughs> That's good. At, at that birthday comment that she made hit home for me because I know a child where the parent, the mother, basically had to post a Facebook status at 6 p.m. on the child's birthday in order to call the father out for the father to call the child to wish them happy birthday. Mm. And it's like, why are we getting to that level of petty? And then it's me. I won't even lie. It's me. I don't care. Um, But more importantly, I hate the fact of I get the short end of the stick being a single mother, Mm -hmm. but I'm always the villain. Yes. It's like the, if if I'm so bad, I would have dropped this kid off to you and went on and lived my life. Like, no, you left. Why am I the one that always gets hooed on and everyone wants to overanalyze everything I do and, oh, you're doing it. Like, but you're living your best life. Like, I'm, I don't like that mm-hmm. and i don't like that because it involves kids and mm-hmm. at all costs we need to raise our kids better than we were so right. when you have people who come from broken homes and they're mm-hmm. creating more broken homes it's like you're making another you in this world and you are a terrible person why would you do that mm-hmm. like, why yeah absolutely um uh Imani Nicole she said girl it's that part okay like all of that <laughs> um and so before because I, I know I, when you read the comments <laughs> <laughs> I'm be trying, you know, I'm that person like to read it you gotta that's like I tried to hold out but like uh, while we had our caller Nikki while she called in Imani says speak like listen <laughs> good, okay? she was selling that good for, yes oh my goodness how many times my I heard from my own father talking about how, you know, oh, well, our relationship will get better and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, when you're older, you can come and talk to me. I'm 30 years old. I don't want nothing to do with you. What do I want to talk to you for? For what? Yeah. And now, like, I look at my my own child and, like, I'm talking to her and she's like, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't, what am I calling him for? For what? And it's like, damn, bro, like, you... You had, like, that's the thing that always gets me. You really didn't have to do much. Like, I pick up most of the slack. You just, you literally just had to be there. That's all. That's all. I wanted to say something, too. And, you know, the thing is, is that I personally believe that within the Black community, we definitely are um, on a drought for role models. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we have role models, but think about how many role models white people have. It's countless, you know? And so the thing is, is that if you could really write up a list of black people that's really role modeling out here, not for the masses necessarily, and I do believe that there are like small community um, role models, but they definitely, we could stand to have so much more. And um, I think that the reason why one of the men do the way they do, like you said, Shola, they come from broken, so they, it's like almost like they don't know better because that's what they were modeled to do. And it makes me even think about just like stepping out into other realms of life. People operate out of fear so much that they don't take the right initiatives mm-hmm. to step forward into their purpose, to their path, 
or whatever it is. And so they, they shrink themselves. They run away from things that cause them anxiety or stress. And I think that that's common, especially with men. Um, I think a lot of men expect to be in a relationship usually with the child's mother. And if they're not, they don't even fully know how to be present. But even in that situation of men and women not being together, you have to think about even just uh, before before we got to this age of uh, the sexual revolution and people just out here running around having sex. People were in unhappy relationships where they felt like men weren't stepping up to the plate as well. So in actuality, it just they need to have models to show who they are supposed to be within these relationships. And it, it starts with having a physical role model. You can see somebody on TV, but that's nothing like seeing somebody in person because mm-hmm. even still far away, it almost still feels unattainable. When it's right there in front of you, it feels more possible. And so I forgot how I was going to wrap that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. I'm I'm telling you, it's totally okay because I know I told y'all I would only only hold y'all for for the first half. So I am so grateful for your your comments and for your contribution to the conversation thus far. And just in the last three minutes, um, that that I that I'll keep you guys. I'm sorry, I kept you over a little bit. Um, but if there is anything that you would want to say, not necessarily just to, because like I said, I always focus on like holistically so that the unprotection of the woman and then specifically the, you know, black woman. And then y'all know, again, my theory, the least protected person in America is the young black single mother. So to any of those, you know, categories of, of women, what would you say just right now in the day and time that we live in, what's, you know, a quick, you know, not necessarily elevator pitch, but what's a, just a quick something that from the heart you would want to say to them? Um, it would get, it will get better. Um, believe in yourself. I think the number one thing I keep trying to tell anybody who seem like they in a, a down and out place is to really go through a serious self-love journey. Um, before I did it, I didn't think that I didn't love myself. I'm like, what? I do love myself. You know what I mean? And so when you really break down the true meaning behind the self-love journey, you really realize that you were operating in a way of not loving yourself that you didn't even realize you were doing. And so, um, go through the journey. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. I mean that Jasmine. Thank you. I would say everyone has a story Mm. and you can't judge a person just because of what chapter you came in on Mm. and you it's not right for me to tell you how to write your story just like it's not right for you to tell me how to write mine because you didn't see those previous chapters and vice versa Mm -hmm. that's good y'all Y'all know I'm a feeler, baby. I'm over here like, ooh, the tingles, the tingles, the tingles. And just before I let you, you let you ladies go, um, that Nikki Moore actually she made um, another comment to say that they actually know because they cry behind closed doors. So that to me, I, that that falls in line with both of your. Nikki just knows. 
Listen, she knows. She knows. Um, so, so it just it actually falls in line with both of you for not just now that I see that I ask for you to make com- final comments for you know those women that feel unprotected in whatever category they fall into, um, but that actually th- those comments, those final words from the both of you were for well for the show. I don't want to say final words, Lord mercy, um, but were were for all people. And so even for them, when when just me reading um, Nikki's comment that it's it's for all people. So to go through a self love journey, um, and it's especially about both of of what you both said that you know the chapters of a story. Everyone has a story, no matter which chapter you came you entered my life, you know, on or which page you turned to, you know, just open up the book and whichever page you landed on, like it, you cannot judge me based off of that. So, ladies, I. Thank you, not from the bottom of my heart, but with all of my heart. I say thank you on behalf of uh, being a sister, a sister of color, a sister that believes in us, that believes in our community, on behalf of our community, on behalf of our people. I acknowledge you. I love you. I honor you. I salute you as a queen. And I thank you. Have an amazing evening. Hopefully you continue to tune in. I do have some notes that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I finally get to share them. Um, and, and you know, just stay tuned, share out, and and we will definitely talk soon. I mean, I mean that. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. Love you. Love you. Thank you, lady. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all a second as we transition y'all. So um, I actually now um, have, I've been, as y'all know, this is the B mix, so <laughs> I get to mix it up. And so it goes right along actually with, you know, all that we've been talking about. So last week, um, uh-oh, let me make sure everything looks, okay, good. Um, so last week you know, we started the conversation with, my panelists, um, and I think each of the three of them, because uh, the conversation started last week about us talking about the unprotection of women or how unprotected women feel, especially when we talk about women of color. Um, And it is so important for us to pour into ourselves. It is so important uh, for us to recognize, you know, uh, when we are at fault of something, because even though we are unprotected, we still make, you know, bad decisions at times. Is it usually based off of something deep rooted and, you know, far, you know, be at behind us that has crept up and, and kind of led us to do this. And all of the examples, all of which we have talked about this evening alone, but especially even the conversation last week, um, pouring into this weekend is that it all comes from the fact that we are all working and operating in a, a world of, you know, unaddressed issues, unaddressed as far as, you know, I mean, you know, we go deep. Y'all know I, I, I'm always talking about, you know, awareness of, you know, mental health overall. Um, it's so important because, I mean, it's our minds that make us who we are. Yes, some of us look different, but also some of us look the same. None of us think the same, though. You can think like-minded. Right. So you want to and I'm going to get into this in a little bit, but you can, you know, when you actually want to link up and link arms with people that are, you know, that think, you know, similarly to you. Right. Uh, but no one thinks like you. And it took me so long throughout my entire life. I was always told, like, Vania, no one thinks like you. No one thinks like you. And I don't even think that my parents knew what they were saying when they would tell me that, like. 
No, I'm sorry. I just keep, I know my bun is cocked to the side, y'all. And y'all just going to have to get away my cock eye bun. Because um, <laughs> it makes me feel like my head is moving on. Uh, my mind is everywhere all the time. And so, but again, because nobody thinks like me. Y'all didn't think about that. I mean, y'all probably thought about my bun later. I mean, earlier, but y'all got over it. Um, so now that I brought it to the forefront about my cock eye bun, y'all just don't have to deal with it. So, but I would, I want to share that, um, more recently I, I went to, you know, I always talk about, um, my closest brother and my, my truest friend, right. That is no longer here, uh, with me, you know, on this side of glory. And, um, I think that a lot, a lot of it, so his birthday is actually the 29th of this month. Um, and Stephen was always very, very, very proud of his birthday. Um, and I loved and honored him and respected him for that because I was the same way. And so literally, my birthday's in March, y'all. <laughs> March 8th, don't you forget it. Um, and so right after my birthday, he'd be like, all right, Joe, so what we doing for my birthday? Like, he was just that type. And so um, I know that just as the month came about, um, that I've felt and been very aware of you know, just in, in my fields. I know what we say nowadays. So in my fields, as far as, you know, wow, there's another birthday because I lost him last year um, in June on Father's Day. So only two months shy of his 30th birthday. And so, yes, I've already technically been through a birthday, you know, his birthday without him. But I guess it was like, that's kind of lumped together. And so now it's like, wow, here's a reality settling in yet again. Say that, wow, he is just not here for another birthday. Wow. And trust me, I've done a lot of work, um, you know, to, to grieve and to go through the grieving process. And of course it never ends. Um, but so all of that to say that, uh, recently I had to, I just felt the need, you know, some other things were on my mind and I needed to, you know, go and talk to him. I needed to just be in his presence to speak to him. It helps me. I do it often. Um, not all the time am I taking things out there and always take flowers out and balloons and all something. I just go out there and just talk and cry and one or the other or both. Um, and this particular time, actually, I had started writing a piece um, and I was able to finish it uh, when I went out there to him. I laid on my belly on my blanket because I've always had my cemetery blanket. <laughs> um, Y'all help me. And <laughs> pray for me. And so. Um, you know, just laying on my belly, you know, and I was able to finish writing that piece, right? I was also inspired when funny enough is that earlier in the day, I um <laughs> I, I thought I was, I was I felt so filled up and I was like, I'm gonna cry, but I was like, you know what? I'm holding, I'm holding till I get out there to talk to Steven and I'm gonna just get it all out then. And then once I got out there, nothing, no tears. Like I said, I wrote, I finished writing my piece. Um, and then once I left that uh then I was inspired actually to to get these these notes out and prepare my notes for this week's show. And so I'll be honest um that on my way up there, you know, driving to to talk to him that I listened to <laughs> I actually recently shared via like a Facebook post that my favorite song <laughs> is Lauren Hill's Interlude 5 Live, right? from her unplugged album, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I usually never know, y'all. That's a big deal for me. I never know, <laughs> like, favorite song or the name of it, who was by, who's singing it, which album, none of that. So that's a big deal. Um, and so I'm 
always, and even though this is not a song, so that's why I said favorite song, but this is not a song, right? But it, I mean, music and all that we use, that speaks to us is something, you know, that is written and prepared by an artist that speaks to us in some type of way, right? So, of course, a form of art. And so um, that, you know, I'm, I'm actually always, always willing to listen to it and to discuss it. Um, but most recently in listening to it, when I was on my way there and I actually listened to it again when I was leaving from Steven, um, that uh, it, the, these are my thoughts from it. Right. And so I, I implore you, each of you, you know, in your spare time, it truthfully, I'll be honest, it is about 12 minutes long, but listen to it. I think that if you capture your thoughts, maybe going to go listen to it now just because I, you know, implored you and, and asked you and requested for you to listen to it, you know, record your thoughts, you know, about it after listening to it now, but then sometime in life, you know, it could be soon, a little later on down the road, dealing with something after you dealt with something, whatever it may be, um, try to listen to it again, revisit it and, and try to then capture your thoughts then and compare like what your thoughts were, because I don't think that, again, I've listened to it. I've listened to it a million times, but I still don't think that I got these thoughts after, you know, listening to it. So just like a raw read of like, just my, my thoughts that I captured was that um, self-love, right. And the benefits of self-love that, you know, it's, it obviously beneficial. It's significant um, for self that, Hey, Nina. Um, and, and how it ties to the conversation of the lack of the protection of women. Um, that again, that a lot of us, um, you know, a, a lot of actually not us, but a lot of what we've talked about between last week and this week about how unprotected women feel is, is, is that, you know, again, that's a lot of unaddressed, um, you know, untreated, um, you know, issues that, because again, it's not just from, I know a lot of like my, my guests spoke about, you know, a lot of like from men and, and black men of how, you know, hurt. Um, how much they've hurt us and, and how much trauma they have caused us. But it is not just them. That's the thing. Um, they, it's kind of like they're just a part of like the, the bigger, and it's not a good thing, but you know, I don't, I just don't want us to hone in, you know, just on the black man that has hurt us or the black men that have hurt us because it is so much greater than that. We are just because I want to really get it, everyone to have in their minds of how unprotected we really are. It, we, we were just scratching the surface of how much hurt we have dealt with and feel and have felt and how much trauma we've experienced from black men. But that's just one small piece, one, you know, small fraction of how much hurt we've dealt with. And so when we talk about how do we flip that, how do we work, you know, against that? Um, how do we work to reverse those feelings? We talk about loving on self. I know I, I'll be honest that as a, you know, as an independent black woman, that was, of course, the whole phrase is independent black women that don't need no man. Um, and I've in recent times, I've said like, I'm dropping that last part. I ain't about to say that I don't need a man. Like, I don't even want to hold on to that. Right. But I'm an, a, a strong, independent black woman. Yes. Um, that even as strong as I can be and as, men, as many of, of like people and people close to me that, um, you know, like lean to me or like may depend on a part of me that I still somehow make, have made sure that I don't come up to be selfish. And, 
it is it's so crazy because it's the people, it's the very people that feel a certain way that probably shouldn't feel that way. Like I, I probably have every right to be a little selfish. And so in, in doing that and in incorporating and I guess in, I don't know, invigorating that part of me that deserves to be selfish is to love on myself. So it's very beneficial to do that. So black girl, black woman, black lady, black female, <laughs> however you identify woman. Uh, yes, you are unprotected. You are. I am so sorry that you are. I truly wholeheartedly and humbly apologize for that. Uh, but truly loving yourself in order not to feel how unprotected you tr actually are is the answer. You must be true to, to self. Um, we, we are the standard, right? And so uh, Lauren Hill, she talked about that, that we are the standard, but it's not for each other. So my standard isn't the standard for you, but it's for yourself. So you are your stand, you are the standard for yourself. I am the standard for me, right? Um, in life, we are, we've been trying to fit into the standard, yet I am the standard and the standard has been right here with me all along because I'm it, right? It's the, it's the God within me. It's the spirit that resides within me. It is the person that created the heavens, the stars, the moons, the skies, the mountains, the trees, the cars, houses, the ground, uh, you know, the people you love, your celebrities, your dog, your cat, all of that. That's the same person, the same thing, the same spirit, the same creator that made you. And he made us in the image of him. He is perfect. So there is some level of perfection in us. So that's why I love the fact that I you know, I embrace my imperfections because at least in the word imperfect, there's the word perfect, a part of it. It's just that it's actually, I'm a little more than perfect. That's why I'm imperfect. Like I, I could go on about how I, you know, capture that. And so being the standard for self and learning to read, because I talked about this, you know, as we talk about just to continue to have the talks about what's needed for our community in order for us to recondition our minds um, is that we have to get away from feeling like we need to fit into the standard. So you have to let go of what serves, uh, I'm sorry, let go of what does not, what serves you no purpose. Sorry, I was stumbling over my words. You have to let go of what does not serve a purpose in your life, no matter how painful it may seem. I'll be honest, very recently, I've dealt with, you know, a heartbreak, right? Truthfully, you know, a heartache and a heartbreak, but I had to let go of it. I had to just put it at the feet of God and be like, listen, Lord, you want to take this one because I can't deal with that. I, I cannot deal with that. There's too much on me. I am too busy, truthfully, too busy and too blessed to, to allow this this to, to be something that the enemy is trying to use. He was trying to get my mind. He was trying to take my mind um, and trying to refresh some old and suppressed, uh, not even suppressed because I've worked through them, but I still say suppress some old feelings of loneliness, right? He was trying to use that to bring me into a dark place and I had to fight myself out of that. And this was in a matter of a few days. It's only as of maybe yesterday, um, that I, you know, yeah, yeah, yesterday, that was the better day for my week. And the betrayal and the hurt came from like Sunday. So that was a few days that had gone by that I felt slow and, you know, not in a dark place, but it was trying to get me there. Right. And so um, you have to be, like I said, true to yourself. You have to let go of 
you know, what does not, what no longer serves you a purpose. And even if you don't see that for yourself, which I did not, if it is being snatched away from you, if it is being taken away from you, that means that it no longer serves your purpose. It's okay that it served you a purpose at some point. It's totally okay. So that includes, uh, I mean, any anybody, any title that this person or people hold in your life, anything materialistically that, you know, you have obtained that even at some point was a blessing to you. So if you were blessed with a new car when you were really down and bad and now it's been taken from you, okay. You have to seek his face and pray and go into your quiet place, excuse me, and do the work that is revealed to you in order to be okay with what whatever may be snatched from your attachment and out of your life. You have to get to the point where you're okay with that, right? Um, <laughs> period, actually, like there's nothing to say. You have to get to the point of that. And if you are going through something hard, if you are going through something trying, it is because obviously you're being called for something. And anything good, we know, it, it comes by, sorry, I'm just telling you, we know this already, but we got to talk about it. It's okay to say the things that we already know, but it, to get to something good, we know we have, it comes by through hardship. It does not, anything good to you, does, good for you does not come to you easily. It just does not. I'm a, <laughs> a proud example of that. Like entire life has been hard to anyone looking on though. An onlooker wouldn't be able to tell that. Because of what was within me and the fact that every day is a choice. I chose and I continue to choose to rise above anything, any adversary, anything that comes to me, any negativity that comes to me from where, at which, at whatever the source is. That's the part that hurts, though. I will be honest. So when family has hurt me and betrayed me, when friends have hurt and betrayed me, when uh, our coworkers, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, in companion like relationships, right? Just companionships and, and anything in between, all around, underneath, you know, uh, beneath and under, over, like anybody, anything that has hurt me um, and that is, you know, rised up against me, that it has hurt because it was like, oh man, I know. But guess what? Michelle Obama just said it the other day. It is what it is. It really is, right? We say so many things and we that's why we have to, you have to truthfully, they don't, they don't, the old people would say like, be careful what you say and they would just leave it there, right? So that's why we're in this generation why we have to say it plain um, and really walk through some of these cliches and old statements and all that that we've heard all our lives um, because it, it, it was left for us to just, you know, come to our own conclusions, right? Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We say that often, but are we really living that? Like when you say it is what it is, that's kind of like dismissing it, right? To be like, all right, let me just leave that there. Let me go focus on this. Let me go do this. So do that. But we, yet instead we say it is what it is, but then we will, you know, we'll hone on it. We'll stay there. We'll, we'll want to. And that's when you become one of those people that's addicted to the trauma. Addicted to the trauma. Oh, oh we have a caller. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Imani calling in to the big. Hi, Imani. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. And I, I just had a moment when you were talking about let it go if it isn't for you and just be okay with it because, you know, you have something greater coming. It spoke to my soul. 
So recently I've been going through a change spiritually. Don't know what it is. Don't know what cause what's causing it. But I just know I it's, it's in things that you got to notice and patterns that you're going through and realize you have to push them away, let them go so you can go and get better and feel better. Mm. And I just That's- knew that you spoke to me. Like there's a specific person out there that you were really reaching out to and it was just so hard and even people you know like you were saying even people let them go because mm-hmm. if it ain't for you it ain't for you that's it that's it and that's all <laughs> that is really i don't even have anything back to say to that unless you were looking for me to say something thank you for that comment um because i i never i don't take any credit that is within the spirit. I mean, y'all, y'all got to know one day sometime, um, probably sooner than later, but I'll get into talking about just how everything is spiritual, right? So there, that's where it'll be like, girl, you were just on my mind. And I, that's crazy. But that is why I didn't, I didn't know. And I'm, I'm so grateful that it's something that, you know, the, the spirit moved, you know, through me to, 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 you know, touch you in for a place where, you know, you were dealing with something, right? So, so no thanks to me, but all praises truthfully to God, because that's just how he moves and what he does. Um, but thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that, because sometimes it comes about that we know that something is speaking to us um, and then we, we block it because we were probably not in a place to receive it or whatever the case may be. So thank you, because that means that you are working on self because you're continuously and how we always have to be is to stay open to the point where we're open for, you know, what is coming to us. And we just, you know, protect in our space and our energy in that site of where, you know, it's coming to us. And so, okay, is this good? Okay, let me let this go. If this ain't good, let me stop you at the door. So thank you, honestly. Thank you for working on you because that is a positive contribution to the movement, to the people, to the community, you know, to the greater good. Thank you. And, and specifically speaking to our young people who aren't sure of where they're going or just confused about where they are in life, all of this is for that person and just speaking to them. Mm. Mm. That's good. Thank you. I mean that. Thank you very, very much for that. <laughs> I'm trying not to do <laughs> We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. No, stop. Okay, you have to stop. <laughs> I will blush forever. Y'all know my cheeks get to hurt and all of that. Thank you, though. I mean that truthfully. Thank you for calling in and thank you for saying what you have said. Continue to do the work that you're doing. That That's really all there is to say today. It's just to continue on with what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Um, and wow. And so it, it, of course, it feels good to self, right? To, to feel like you're reaching somebody and something uh, or, say, you know, saying something um, and that it's it's landing. Right. And so to, to continue on that, you know, <laughs> so I was saying like to seek his face and to, um, you know, to be to get to the point work to get to the place where you're OK with. Um, you know, what's being taken, you know, out of your life and, and snatched from your attachment. Um, and that goes hand in hand with, you know, only keep those around you that you're able to reintroduce yourself to, because we're all ever changing. 
you're changing every day. What distinguishes one from another is if we're aware of the change within us that's taking place. That that's what kind of separates the solid from the now, right? So if you if you want to think that you're not changing, know that God is ever changing us um, because He's always evolving, and it's up to us to take part in the process. Hence you know, embrace and trust the process. Hence that part. It's not just sit back, lay back, let the process happen upon you, but it's like, what can you do in the meantime to be a part of that and to be, you know, a present help. (laughs) Amen. So be your own present help in the way in which you're supposed to encourage yourself. Um, But, you know, allowing God to do the work. So as he sees, because we say, you know, faith without works is dead. So as he sees that you are working, you trying, you're like, Lord, I'm going to just, I'm going to run because I think this is the path I'm supposed to be on. You got me right. He's giving that oversight to be like, "Ah, all right, go left, go left. Ah, Go right, go right. Like, it's just, that's the way I see it. I don't know, y'all. Y'all know I'm visual. Um, But also, also keep in mind, This goes to, if you need some help to allow, you know, if your issue is people, right, which is a lot of our issues because we have attachments and, you know, uh, closeness with, you know, with other people, no matter, you know, again, what their title is in your life. Again, that includes, you know, mother, father, you know, cousin, uncle, like whomever, right? Because we, at the end of the day, we have to realize that they are, you know, they are individuals. Yes, it might be my mother, right? But She's an individual, like she's somebody. So it has her own experience. Like, you know, we, we heard earlier from one of our guests that, you know, everybody has their own story. I mean, it has their own experiences. And also from our other guests tonight that, you know, we, everybody also needs to go on their own journey. So it doesn't mean that everybody has done that though. And that everyone acknowledges that. So the thing is that you have to keep in mind that people will not see you and that's okay. So again, this show is for the unseen, the unheard, the muted, the misfit, the the the, per, the forgotten, right? Sometimes the people, the person that does not see you is you. You may not see you. And that's okay for that moment. The issue and the reason why I always say, and that's okay, is because in that moment, it is. Because in that moment, it, half of that moment, that if we think about a minute, right? So that first 30 seconds, that's the past. Once you get to that 31 mark, Now, this is like in this moment, what are you going to do right now, presently to change the next moment, to make things better of what's coming, right? So that even includes, again, those that's close and closest to you. They will not see you and that's okay. That's still okay, right? Because at some point or another, they weren't supposed to. At some point or another, when you did not see yourself, you weren't supposed to see yourself in that moment. Why? They or you weren't supposed to see you for you or hear you for you, although you you may have chosen them to be in your life. Right. So it's friends or associates or coworkers, something like that. Or if you didn't, as in family or associates by default. Right. So, again, it's the coworkers that you have no choice that you just got to work with them. You got to work closely with them and, and, and people of that such. Right. But especially if you chose a relationship with them, you must self-reflect to see where you stop keeping a close ear to God in order to guide you in who to allow access to your space and energy. Or did you not consult with him at all? Have you ever asked God, like, is this okay that I'm friends with this person? Lord, is this okay that this coworker, yes, we work together, but is it okay that I'm hanging with them outside of work? God, is this okay that I associate, even with a family member, that, you know, outside of what we have to do, maybe as family, that we have to go to the family barbecue, we have to do this. Is this okay that I hang with this person and do these things with this person? Did you run it by him? 
Did you? Did you ever go into your quiet place and reflect to see and do a temperature check for you as to who you've allowed access to you? Have you ever asked for permission? We all, as human beings, we need and we seek validation. We do. Get over it. We do. But in the same token, y'all not got to mix it up. I ain't going to be too happy. I ain't going to feel like I'm yelling. By nature, you will attract love. Yeah, baby. Yeah, you will. God is within you. He's within us. And he is love. Love is like a magnet. So it will attract itself. So that's why in the times I hear and even even have said at some point, that's why I'm hung, because I've said it at some point, right, um, that opposites attract. Be careful repeating something that you don't believe. Um, uh, and Because my thing is you don't believe it for a reason. It probably doesn't agree with your spirit or your inner self, because even if opposites attract, does it? That means that that's the way it's supposed to be or even stay. Right. So I think that (laughs) that's a way the enemy has embedded in our minds where we know that's where he likes to play mostly. Um, The opposite of what's supposed to help us grow as individuals, as a community and as a people, which is that although we are all different, the goal is to get on one accord and be like minded. Was I talking about this earlier? I told you I was going going to come back to this. and not to link with or remain connected to those that differ from us in ways of priorities and things we find significant. Y'all need to repeat that or y'all got it? Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna trust y'all tonight. And so the movement calls for us to do the very things we're looking for in the world. You know, we've heard the phrase, be the change you want to see. Does that sound familiar? Okay, y'all, now, all right, I'm just trying to let y'all, let y'all off on something time, let you have it, right? Um, so we have to normalize separating from family, friends, and significant others that no longer fit in the new levels that you are being elevated to thrive within. Just because I'm aware that I'm my own standard, like I was talking about earlier, does not mean I don't respect you as your own standard. Isn't that just like, you know, when we talk about the different communities and us as groups of people. So just because I'm saying black lives matter does not mean I'm saying that your white life doesn't matter. Doesn't it mean that just because I'm proudly to proudly saying and declaring black lives matter on behalf of the fact that we are watching almost every day, it seems a black life life being slain or blatantly disrespected, does that mean that I'm saying that your Latino life doesn't matter? Your Asian life doesn't matter? Your, I don't know, Italian life doesn't matter? No, it means that I am saying as a black person, black lives matter. Just like I can say Latino lives matter because I can respect the fact that I am not Latino, but I can respect the fact that your life over there matters. Point blank So we have to be the change that we want to see. But in order to be that, again, what I didn't talk about before, y'all, I'm going to start quizzing y'all for real. So I'm asking y'all some of the words we didn't talk about. So we talked about self-reflection, right? We talked about, you know, getting into our quiet place, finding our quiet place, provoking ourselves to cry at times when we need to. We have to normalize separating from the things. So I just said, I listed some people, but just things that do not serve us any purpose anymore. 
And how do we find that out? We should be, that's why they say like to pray without ceasing, right? Because every day you should be constantly, you know, speak, talking to God and saying like, you know, Lord, ooh, this thing here, it almost took me down. It almost took me out of character, baby. Like I'm in this new level. I'm in this new head space and mind space. Lord, help me, right? Um, we have to also stop believing or feeling above ourselves and forcing one to fit in the box in which we have created for those closest to us and even strangers. So as someone that I'm associating with, a friend, a family member or whatever, again, I'm my own standard um, and you're your own standard. So I, I don't have the right to create a box for you that I feel like you should fit in and that you should operate in. And then, because that's how we're setting, that's again, that's what I want to get to actually now is that when we talk about the unprotection of women and just of people in general, but definitely of women, um, because we can, you know, we can be catty and things like that and gossip girls and mean girls and all that, that that's how we hurt ourselves. So we add to the unprotection of ourselves by ourselves, for ourselves, by ourselves in a negative way. So as a woman, I am, you know, putting you, uh, you know, my friend, my homegirl, whatever, in this box and saying you should be operating like this because you should be like me or you should be over here and this and the third, which is not necessarily like minded. Um, maybe that's like bead it, like bodied it. I don't know. I don't know what phrase comes to mind for that, but that's not like minded. That's not what that is. So again, we're going to get to a point where we are defining words. We need to recondition our minds and it starts with the definitions of the words that we use so often. The words and terms that we use so often. I have no right to put you in a box to say that you should be and operate in this particular manner and then be mad because you don't operate in the way that I think you should operate. That's setting myself up for failure. Right. So, again, we have to normalize separating ourselves from anything that no longer fits in the new levels because each of us are changing. We know that. And it, we just want to make sure you're not changing you know, across a line. So linear, right? You should be changing and elevating as time goes on and on. Um, and so as you get to new levels, um, you know, be okay with normalize, with normalized separating from those things that no longer fit within those new levels in which we're, you know, being elevated to, right? Um, again, just, you know, if I'm, but because I'm aware that I'm my own standard does not mean that I don't respect yours. Um, it, it doesn't even, it makes no sense for us not to be in close proximity if we know, you know, if our standards, you know, differ logically, it just makes no sense. Like my standard is my standard within myself. Your standard is your standard within yourself. But if they clash and don't go together, we shouldn't be in close proximity. So we should no longer be friends or we should no longer, you know, be the close relatives, right? You can outgrow cousins. You can outgrow aunts and uncles. Like, you outgrow your parents. I mean, listen, it doesn't mean that you don't respect them. That's the difference. It's respect, right? So I can respectfully know that I'll never talk to you again. And truthfully, I'm at, I'm at a place in life where I've gained so much peace and calm about that, that I'm okay with that. Um, because not that we both can't work toward the bigger picture and positively contribute to the greater good. That doesn't mean that. Like we... <laughs> It does not mean that at all. You can be in your own standard that is now different from my own standard and be over there somewhere still working toward the greater good, still encouraging and empowering, you know, the next, you know, black queen, the next black king, the next, you know, black princess and prince coming up. Like you can still do that even if we, you know, separate, if we are no longer in close proximity. At least that's what I hope because that's what I'm doing. 
That's why if I separate from friends or anything, my, it's, I guess I'm the type of friend that's good to break up with, I guess. The secrets are still safe with me. I'm not that person. I've actually, I've had a friend way back in the day where we like broke up as friends and it was like I, a, a secret came out about her and she automatically said it was because of, it was me and because of the fact we had recently broke up as friends. It was like, no, that's not how that happened at all. But then in, in retrospect, look, I mean, in, in turn and in reciprocating child, she went to go tell the secrets about me. It was just crazy. She, before we even broke up officially as friends, she was already threatening to do that. So it was like, well, child, we can get into that later, child. Trust me. Um, <laughs> but I guess I'm that good friend to break up because it's like, I'm not about to treat you. you know, that, like, we just may not speak. We may not, you know, hang out. And I may not find myself in the same arena as you because I'm protecting my space because I don't like anything that's, you know, not genuine. If it's not genuine love for me, away from me and near me, then I don't want it. It's, and it's okay. Right. Um, so we will be better. <laughs> will you be a part of it is the question. What are you doing to to, you know, make that firm you know, statement that you will be a part of that? Um, I'll be honest. <laughs> y'all, I can't help it. I told y'all I'm a little, little crazy. I like numbers. Today is 8 2020. Right. Well, technically 8 20, 2020, but you know, simple. Um, and so I couldn't help of thinking about the fact that, you know, eight, um, shout out to the date because y'all know eight, <laughs> that's my number. Um, it's my number because when, again, I was born on March 8th, but, um, which is international women's day. Don't y'all ever forget it. International holiday. You're welcome. But, <laughs> um, the number eight, right. I love the representation and the, uh, symbolism represented by certain numbers, right? And so the number eight is the number of renewal, refresh, you know, new beginnings is really what it is, but I always attach renewal, refresh, rejuvenation, all of those things to it, right? Follow me. So then 2020 is what? As soon as I say 2020, you either think of the show with, what was that, Barbara Walters? Shout out to Barb. Um, I don't know. Never mind. Let me not say that. Lord have mercy. I hope I didn't just push that on the Lord. Out of the bar, um, whatever she may be, but <laughs> you either think of the show or you think of perfect vision. So 2020 as a perfect vision. So think of the date, just write it as eight slash 20 slash 20. So eight, 2020, right? So that is, uh, you know, the <laughs> perfect vision. You're receiving perfect vision in order to start anew to see fresh, to see clearly. Your vision may not have been perfect or may not have been good at all or anywhere near it, you know, before now. But now is the time, such a time as this, is to go forth in your perfect vision for new beginnings, starting this day forward. This day forward. Actually, I'll share as I'm, you know, about to get on up out of here, y'all, because I didn't talk to y'all enough tonight. <laughs> but I'll share that this week, which is so funny, again, that, <laughs> y'all, if you just stay focused on what you're doing, truthfully, when I was, um, you know, being betrayed or whatever over the weekend, that I was literally sitting there. Um, I guess I was able to remain calm, one, because I'm at a level of peace, but two, I was also able to remain calm because I was literally sitting there being booked, like, for, like, speaking gigs and just, you know, like, so this week, um, I had two um, virtual speaking engagements, right? And so one was a speaking gig uh, to a group um, of youth at a camp in Alabama. Shout out to Nina. Um, and the speaker that came on after me, 
um, after I spoke, right? Her name is Miss Savanya. And she's an attorney. I mean, oh my God. First of all, a beautiful black woman. I plan to connect with her because that was another thing that now I'm put in this arena to be able to network that I definitely plan to. I saw an email pop up from her today and I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm about to. Um, and I mean, she's, oh my gosh, she's an attorney. Um, <laughs> Lord, uh, oof. Uh, ooh, Lord, an, an author. She has a best-selling, uh, best-seller, uh, best-selling author. Um, she has one on Amazon. I mean, it, this ain't necessarily like her plug, but y'all, I'm just saying, like, this is somebody, right? That I'm like, okay, girl, go, okay, girl, right? Do your thing, girl. And so, but she quoted an a WNBA player. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but I know that she spoke to because, of course, she's dealt with um, a lot of different, you know, honestly, like celebrities and and um, and, and athletes and things. And so I, I believe this particular WNBA player um, is no longer, like she chose not to return this season just on account of everything else. Shout out to <laughs> Justice for Breonna Taylor. Okay. Um, but that, that um, WNBA player said, when you speak, you tell people who you are, right? My takeaway as I'm getting out of here tonight is, uh, not only does it, not only is it, you know, when you speak, you tell people who you are, but what you do and don't do, you tell people what you think about yourself. Okay. Y'all got that? All right. Now I want to, I want to see that y'all got that. So y'all, y'all let me know. Um, <laughs> it's been another episode and another week of the B mix right here on bxwellsradio.com. Thank you for all of my guests, all of my callers, um, all of those, all of you that have tuned in tonight. I love you. I honor you. I respect you. I appreciate you. Go forth and be the mix that you were called to be. Good night. Peace. create a beloved community. We will redeem the soul of America. As a nation and as a people, we will get there. Climb to the mountain top and one day we'll win together. One day when the glory comes it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure. Oh, glory. To the heavens, no man, no weapon formed against. Yes, glory is destined. Every day, women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. 
Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. Once some died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through America with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots be on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be ours. Oh, one day. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, Lord. Glory. Glory. Oh, Lord. Now the war is not over, victory isn't won, who will fight on to the finish. Even if all die, we'll cry, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, we'll cry, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Now for every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego. The biggest weapon is to stay peaceful. We sing. Our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream. We had an epiphany. Now we write the wrongs in history. No one can win a war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders, young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours. ours. It will be ours. One day, when the war is won, we will be sure. So sure. We will be sure. So sure to the world. God be there. Oh, yeah, yeah.